everybody. We're going to be watching some weather tonight. We're expecting some 70 to 80 mile per hour wind gusts, so we're going to be a bit on the weather watch. And instead of a kind of a serious podcast tonight, I think we're just going to go a little bit more lighthearted. We're going to talk about country wisdom, so we're going to get into that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. This is an old farmer's advice. Most of this comes from the older farmers. A lot of wisdom there. And the first one that I have listed here is your fences need to be horse high pig tight and bull strong. I don't know how to relate that to prepping unless you're homesteading. And Well, there's a lot of country folk out there that have fences. And if you're going to build a fence on the farm, it needs to be horse high, pig tight, and bull strong. Not a bad idea. Now, here's one that is real good, and that's keep skunks and bakers and lawyers at a distance. <laughs> that's good. You know, another one says life is simpler when you plow around the stump. Yeah, how many times do we try to go through a problem that we could easily go around? Exactly. It's easier to avoid a problem than it is to put in all of that labor to try to go through it. Mm-hmm. And it's just it just makes you madder and tireder altogether. Mm-hmm. Here's one. A bumblebee is considerably faster than a John Deere tractor. I can just see some old farmer trying to outrun that bumblebee on that <laughs> tractor. Right. I know that a uh, Cub Cadet won't outrun Yellow Jackets. No, it will not. In fact, a lot of times you find Yellow Jackets when you're mowing with the Cub Cadet. Been there, done that. Because they nest in the ground. Words that soak into your ears are whispered, not yelled. I like that. So much, so much wisdom in that right there. Mm -hmm. Here's one that has a lot of truth to it, and that is meanness don't just happen overnight. That's right. I relate that. Not only meanness, but a lot of things don't happen overnight. And if we're trying to change things, sometimes it takes patience. It takes a bit of time. Even the Lord has to take time to heal a heart of meanness. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. How about this one? Forgive your enemies. It messes up their heads. Oh, it really does. Kill them with kindness. Yes, absolutely. And people don't know how to react to that. Here's one of my favorites. Do not corner something that you know is meaner than you. In other words, don't corner you. (laughs) What did you think of when you first read this one? When I first read this one, I I thought about somebody trying to corner a mountain lion or a bear or some kind of a wild animal. I thought of the exact same too, a mountain lion and a bear. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's true people too. Don't corner a man or a woman that's meaner than you. It's just a bad idea. Always leave a way out. <laughs> it don't take, and, and I know that's incorrect English, but we're using exactly that's what was That's good country written. grammar. Country grammar. It don't take a very big person to carry a grudge. No, it do not. It's something we need to be working on to forgive those that have wronged us. And as Chris said a while ago, it messes with their heads. Mm-hmm. And you cannot unsay a cruel word. That's true. That kind of goes back to if you can't say something nice, then don't say anything at all. So a cruel word, once it's spoken, 
It's like they say, you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah, and sometimes those hang around for quite a while. A single word or phrase can do untold amounts of damage, Mm -hmm. and it can last for years. It can last for years and years and years. Here's a cute one. Every path has a few puddles. That's kind of smart. There's another one that I heard years ago that says, every sky has just enough clouds in it to make a pretty sunset. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing. Just expect to have a few puddles in your path. Now, when I first read this one, I thought of two little boys going down the road, <laughs> going down the path. And, of course, they're not going to miss a mud puddle. No, they're going to find every puddle there is on their path. Absolutely. But one thing that it teaches us is to be watching for those puddles. Yes. The you puddles know, of life. Puddles can be enjoyable or puddles can be something you want to avoid. Have the wisdom to know the difference. That'd make a good book, The Puddles of Life. (laughs) How about this one? When you wallow with pigs, expect to get dirty. And that can be pigs, whether it is two-legged or Mm four-legged. Yeah, exactly. And you become what you hang around. I read something the other day that said you're the sum of the five people that you are most around or most with. That's an interesting calculation. That's why you want to be careful of the crowd of people that you run with. There's an old Japanese proverb that says, if you want to know a man, know his friends. Mm -hmm. And that's where that comes from, too. See, there's a lot of wise country wisdom that's just universal. Oh, yeah. It's all over the globe. Oh, yeah. And that kind of ties in with this next one. The best sermons are lived, not preached. Oh, absolutely. You've heard that phrase where people said such and such preached their own funeral mm-hmm. with their life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. Li- live out what you what you preach. Right. We need to live out what we would want said at our funeral. Mm-hmm. You know what I want to really hear said at my funeral? What's that? He's moving. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, dear. Uh, actually, uh, I want at, the, um, at my funeral, I want at the very end— um, the Jack in the Box song. Oh, gosh. You're just wrong. <laughs> and then just see if everybody's turned around You're and watched. Oh, dear, no. Oh, no. What's, what you got next? Uh, let's see. Most of the stuff people worry about ain't never going to happen anyway. That's the truth. And I'm telling you, psychologists have told people that. Your mom and your grandmama have told you that. People need to really grab that truth because there are people that are consumed with worry. And a lot of times it's worry about things we can't do anything about. Or that never actually take place. Well, that's the mm-hmm. whole point of it. And I, you were talking about the psychologist, and I read something sometime back about it being like 90% or 95% of what we worry about never happens. Yeah. It kind of makes you feel foolish for expending that much time and energy into something. And I mean, I know there's a lot of things that cause anyone concern, and those are real things. But so many people are worried about things that never actually take place. Or that we can do nothing about. Yeah, I don't see any sense in wasting a whole lot of energy on worrying about something I can't do anything about. True. That's true. How about this one? Don't judge folks by their relatives. Yeah, you've met my relatives. (laughs) And you've met mine. (laughs) Now, we love our family. We love, love, love them. We do. We do. But, you know, everybody's got that that. You know, you know the one I'm talking about. You know, mm-hmm. it's like Julia Sugarbaker said on Designing Women. You know, we don't hide our crazies up in the attic. We put them out on the front porch and give them a glass of tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Okay, how about this one? Remember that silence is sometimes the best answer. 
Was that the best answer I could have given? <laughs> Silence. Oh, no. You are going to edit that, right? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Silence sometimes can be the best answer. So next time you ask me something foolish, that might be the answer you get. A lot of times that's the answer I get. No, you hound me for the answer. <laughs> I, I can't ever be satisfied with silence. Yeah. You're going to get an answer from she me. She ignores me as long as she can. Uh-huh. But when I get up in her face and I say, huh, so, well. Yep. Then I get, what'd you ask? <laughs> All right. Live a good, honorable life. Then when you get older and think back, you'll enjoy it a second time. You know, that's wise. That's just good wisdom right there. There's a lot of fun in memories of times gone by. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, you know, in the world we live in today, we have so many devices that can record a lot of these videos and photographs and events that have taken place even more so. So it actually makes memories uh, even more abundant and more clear. Mm-hmm. I wish we had uh, gone back and recorded. I know your family did with your dad in, in his latter years. But when they were all, you know, well thinking, I wish we had recorded, even videoed a lot of their memories. Yeah, the stories of their upbringing and their parents, their grandparents. You know, we're, we're that would take it back into the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, your your grandparents or your dad's grandparents lived in Cades Cove. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, what kind of memories would that be from? The 30s of going for the summer to Cades Cove. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was was amazing. Very amazing. I also wish that we had more videos of my dad and I playing bluegrass music together. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a real fond memory. My dad is a self-taught musician. He could play any musical instrument you could put in his hands or he could sit at like a piano. But he was especially good at bluegrass fiddle. He was raised on it in East Tennessee, and he just taught himself. And he became quite good, and he learned by watching and listening to other artists. And he taught me how to back him up on the piano with chords and runs and that sort of thing. And he and I played a lot of bluegrass music together, and we had many a fun night just enjoying that. My mom would even come in there and wipe her hands off from where she'd been washing the dishes. And she'd sit down, and she goes, oh, play something else, play something else. And we would play till. Uh, you know, hours would go by mm-hmm. and we just finally had to stop because somebody had to get up and go to work the next morning. But that's some really good memories. And I really think it's interesting that your dad played fiddle all of those years. And then at 90 years old, he started taking violin lessons. Yes, he actually. Same instrument. He wanted to learn to play violin and he learned some new techniques that were different from when mm-hmm. you play a fiddle. He explained that the difference between a fiddle and a violin is a violin is carried in a very expensive hard case, and a fiddle is carried in a potato sack. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like your dad. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't interfere with something that ain't bothering you none. Oh, boy. Can you imagine this one on social media? Not interfering with something that ain't bothering you none. See, that's what social media is all about. Getting in other people's business yeah getting bothered by something that ain't none of your business we get bothered i say we as a society we get bothered by things that have absolutely nothing to do with our lives Mm -hmm. we get all upset about celebrities and politicians and and this happening and that happening and what does that have to do with with us really nothing you know and so yeah if we could just kind of go back to minding our own business i think we'd all be happier 
Well, let's put the politicians in that bunch with keeping them like the skunks. <laughs> keep them, keep, keep, them keep a distance. Yeah. Exactly. Here's something. Timing has a lot to do with the outcome of a rain dance. Mm-hmm. See, there's a lot of humor in that one. That's pretty good. Yeah. I wondered how many of those uh, rain dance shysters from back in the old 1800s that would travel around out mm-hmm. west and find a drought area and they would... They would convince the town folk that you pay me so much money and I can make it rain. And that didn't often work out the way it's supposed to. Yeah, banging on a drum, shooting a cannon, dancing Mm -hmm. in the streets. Right, exactly. You had to stay just a day or so ahead of the the rain for that. That's right. Here's one. If you find yourself in a hole, the first thing to do is stop digging. And that's hard to do sometimes. We think we can dig our way out of a hole. Yeah, sometimes that's not really the way to Mm-mm. get out. Sometimes you've got to climb other means. Just got to stop and assess where you are and what's the best way to get out of here. But quit digging the hole. Well, and sometimes it takes the humility to ask somebody to help you out. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are very loath to ask someone for help, and they really need to do that. Oh, yeah. All right. How about sometimes you get and sometimes you get got? Mm-hmm. I've been got before. Oh, sure. I've had the rug pulled out from under me. One that goes along with this is uh, sometimes you're the windshield and sometimes you're the bug. (laughs) Exactly right. There's days when you don't know if you're the hammer or the nail. Yeah. (laughs) What else you got? The biggest troublemaker you'll probably ever have to deal with watches you from the mirror every morning. Oh. I cause myself more trouble than anybody else has ever caused me. That's a sermon right there. Uh, that would that preach. One, that one will preach. Here's one you need to keep close to your heart. This this is a definite. This is a prepper tip. Here's your prepper tip out of your country wisdom here. Always drink upstream from the herd. Mm-hmm. And if I have to explain that, I'll be glad to. But just contact me privately, and I'll I'll school you on it. And what was that John Wayne movie? And um, he he was always calling the doctor Croker, mm-hmm. and he told him he said you might want to tell your men that the coffee will taste better if they get it upstream from the outhouse. Oh, ew! So always drink upstream from the herd. Well, this next one seems to kind of reinforce that. And it says, good judgment comes from experience. And a lot of that comes from bad judgment. And that's why older folks are more wise. I think that we could learn a lot from the older folks. Oh, I know. They know things. Because they've messed up a lot. <laughs> and they've learned a lot by messing up. They, If they've survived their problems, they can impart a lot of wisdom to us. I saw a meme the other day that said something if... Um, if an old man peeling an apple with a pocket knife and eating the apple off of the knife gives you advice, you probably ought to take it. I think so. Yeah. That's a that's someone who knows what they're talking that, about. That's the old farmer knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. Letting the cat out of the bag is a whole lot easier than putting it back in. Oh, boy. I mean, I've literally tried to do that. <laughs> Not in a bag, per se, but yeah, it's a... It's a lot of wisdom to be able to keep your mouth shut. If you're going to let the cat out of the bag and you're the one that gossips or produces the bad news or spreads news that you have no business spreading, once those things are loose, they're loose. So practice discretion. And there's no putting it back in. No, there is not. If you get to thinking you're a person of some influence, 
Try ordering somebody else's dog around. I like that. (laughs) I like that one. I'll tell you what, country folks really love their dogs. You know, dogs on a farm work. They're not, they're pets, but they're working dogs. And so, you know, they train, these farmers, they train their dogs to mind just them. And they do. Those dogs will mind till the day they draw their last breath. Yep. But you can't walk up onto your neighbor's farm and start hollering out orders to their dogs because they'll just look at you like a mule looking at a new gate. Give you a good example. Our canine dogs. Now, the trainers cross-train, and they, to some degree, can handle each other's dogs. That's a good idea. But I can't get that dog to do anything except take a treat from my hand. Right. It's just not It's not going to obey me, so I have absolutely no influence with that dog. (laughs) Here's a really good way to wrap this up. Live simply, love generously, care deeply, and speak kindly. And leave the rest to God. Absolutely. I love these pearls of wisdom that came from our wonderful farmer friends who have lived long enough to know what they're talking about. Amen. And we'll see you next time. If you enjoy this podcast, you likely have friends who would enjoy it as well. We would appreciate it if you would share the podcast on your social media accounts. The direct link is in the show notes. And as always, stuff happens. Stay prepared.